Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is, what is it? It's Thursday, January 27th, 2022. And um, yeah, Thursday, the new Friday. It's actually not new anymore. I mean, it's been, Thursday's been like Friday for years now, right? Um, yeah. So I hope your week has been um, good, productive, encouraging, all those things. And uh, heading heading now, I mean, we're, we've got a beeline towards the weekend now. Got to get these two more, uh, well, I'm off tomorrow, but, you know, two more work days under our belt. Make the most of it. Good morning, Pastor Tim and Jane, DJ, Deborah. Good morning. So glad to have you guys on today for the podcast, for our prayer. We're uh, we're going to start today in Isaiah chapter 49. Isaiah 49. And then we're going to jump on over to uh, Galatians chapter 3. And then we'll jump into Mark 6. Isaiah 49. Galatians 3. Mark chapter 6. Um, yeah, my pool is almost done. They were able to get in yesterday and do some work. So, man, we're so close. You know, those of you that have been tracking with this, we've moved into this house in August. It's been an unending uh, train of uh, projects. And then throw in a family wedding there, my daughter's wedding right there in the middle of November. Uh, and so it's going to be nice to kind of wrap this up. And so I think within the next... I mean, I think the construction stuff is going to be done today. I'll be honest with you. And then next is fill the thing up, put what, make sure it holds water. <laughs> Seems like an important factor, right? Make sure the pool holds water and then run all the pumps and all that stuff. And, and it's so cold. Like who cares? Let's be honest. You know, it's kind of been nice that it's been so cold because like we might get in that pool. It'd be nice to look at it, but ain't no way I'm not getting in there. It's, 30, we're going to have 30 degree weather this weekend in Tampa. 30 people. That's like freezing. That's the freezing temp. That's the freezing point. I did, I did pay attention a little bit in science. Not a lot. Not a lot. I was too busy talking to people, but I did learn a few things. All right, you guys, let's, uh, let's jump in. Welcome everybody. Bob, good morning. Everybody that's on this morning, Instagram, Facebook, podcast, man, it's awesome to have you guys on and uh, be learning and growing and uh, hearing from God together. Good morning, Trish. Uh, let's do it. Uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 49, beginning at verse 13. That's kind of where we left off yesterday. And we'll read through 23, 13 through 23. Isaiah, way back, 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Here we go. Um, is that right? Yeah, that's right. 49, 13. Um, shout for joy, you heavens. Rejoice, you earth. 
burst into song, you mountains. That's a good Thursday morning wake up. Shout for joy. Rejoice. Burst into song. When this is over, man, just roll down your window. Well, you crack your window because it's cold. But And crank up the radio. Get your praise on. Sometimes you just got to do that, man. You just got to get your praise on. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. So that's what that's what the Lord's saying. For the Lord comforts his people and, w- and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Man, aren't you glad about that? The Lord comforts his people. He does. A lot of people don't understand that, man. They do, a lot of people that don't have that relationship with the Lord, they don't understand that. They don't understand how the Lord comforts his people. Um, but with little things that only you understand, right? God sends comforting words, comforting uh, little God winks in our lives, right? Little things that, man, there's no way that was a coincidence. That was just God confirming that he got you. And if you look, if you're going through a season right now and you feel like you need comfort, like you're mourning or grieving or hurting or in pain, keep your eyes open, man. Keep your eyes open because God will find a way. He'll find a way to show you that he's got you. He's with you. You're not alone. And it's not always that God performs a miracle of deliverance. He does that for sure. He performs miracles of deliverance that gets us out of our trouble. But often, and just as precious and as important and valuable, is God shows us that he's there, that I'm there. You know, sometimes, you know, a lot of times people can't solve our problems. Just in human relationships, right? A lot of times other people can't solve our, solve our problems. we got to use to solve our own problems. And sometimes in our relationship with the Lord, some, God doesn't just get us out of every problem. Nope, he doesn't do that. We sometimes we wish he would, but he doesn't. But what he does, and what other in human relationships too, sometimes the best thing a person can do for you is just be there. I'm there, man. I'm with you. I'm walking with you. I can't fix your problem. I can't solve this. I can't, I really can't. I don't have the power to do it. But you know what I can do? I can be there with for you. Just there with you. That's what God does. That's how he comforts us most often. I am with you. Verse 14. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. We say that sometimes. We fuss at God. God, you forgot me. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Can God really forget you? Can you forget the baby that uh, that you've nursed and taken care of? You think about moms, think about your children. Dad, think of your children. Is it possible to not remember your children? Of course not. God's saying, that's how I feel about you. That's how I feel about you. Man, somebody needs to hear that today. You feel forsaken. You feel overlooked. You feel depressed, discouraged. You feel feel alone. Look, Listen to what God's saying. I can't forget you. I, I don't want to forget you, and I can't forget you. I love you. I have compassion on you. Just like a, a mother has compassion on her child. Though she, though, and he's, watch this. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Some moms, they, they got some crummy moms out there. Got some crummy dads, too. But God's saying, look. I know in human relationships, there's some cases where there's some bad parents. And yeah, there are some parents who've abandoned their children in human relationships. Most of the time, no. Most of the time, that's not true. Most of the time, good, a lot of good moms, a lot of good dads. But there are some dads that are losers. There's some moms that hadn't been, didn't have, they hadn't done the best job. They out there. But he says, but God says what? I can't, I, I'm not like, I'm perfect as a parent. 
I, there's no way I could ever forget you. There's no way I could ever abandon you. Verse 14. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. God, wow. God doesn't forget you. He can't forget you. You are, you are on his mind. Think about that, man. Think about that right now. I mean, we say that stuff, but do we just take that in for a second. You, you, right there, wherever you are, whether you're in your kitchen, bathroom, in the car, out for a jog or a walk or at the gym, you are on his mind. You. You are on his mind. He's thinking about you, even when you aren't thinking about him. Even when Terry, even when I'm not thinking about God, he's thinking about me. Like, like being like a tattoo on his hand. <laughs> you a little tattoo on God's hand. You know that? You a little tattoo? Look, somebody says, who do you think you are? You just tell him, you just tell him, you just come right back at him and you say, you know what I am? I'm a tattoo on God's hand. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a tattoo. You're what? I'm a tattoo on God's hand. He, he's always thinking about me. Yeah, he is. He loves you. He will never forget you. Verse 17. Your children hasten back, and those who, you, who, laid, who laid you waste depart from you. Lift up your eyes and look around. All your children gather and come to you. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, you will wear them as ornaments, and you will put you you will put them on like a bride. Though you were ruined and made desolate and your land laid waste, now you, now you will be too small for your people, and those who devoured you will be far away. The children born during your, your bereavement will, will yet say in your hearing, this place is too small for us. Give us more space to live in. Then you will say in your heart, who bore, thee, who bore me these? I was bereaved and barren. I was exiled and rejected. Who brought these up? I was left alone. But these, where have they come from? You ever said that about your children? And who, who raised these children? You know you said that about your children. These children come out with some stuff, and you're like, who raised these children? Where do where these children come from? Where do they get these ideas? <laughs> sure, sure I calls my parents to say that from time to time. Like, who raised that boy? What's wrong? What's wrong with him? What got in his? What's in? What got in his head? I know I said that about my kids. You know, you look around like, where? Where'd they get that from? This is what the sovereign Lord says, verse twenty-two. See, I will beckon to the nations. I will lift up my banner to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their hips. Kings will be your foster fathers and their queens your nursing mothers. They will bow before you with their faces to the ground. They will lick the dust at your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Wow. So the idea there seems to me that God's saying, there'll be times your kids go, they, 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 just like the sons and daughters of Israel will, will you know, be exiled. They will go to other places, but they're going to be brought back. And when they come back, you're going to be amazed at the hand of the Lord. Um, we know that the Israelites were exiled, but God brought them back home. Kings released them and brought them back. Um, just like a king, you know, that's that image of the king bringing the kids back, um, bringing their kids back home. Um, and they will, and they, that will be evidence that God proves faithful. Yeah, 
That's a beautiful image. God's going to restore what's been taken. Hmm. Even the nations, even the nations obey him. Even kings and kingdoms obey him. God's not going to abandon you, man. You're you're a tattoo on his hand. He's all you're always on his mind. He loves you. He comforts you. He brings his presence. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Let's read it. Let's do it. Remember, these are the, they're, they're trying to get real legalistic, so Paul's trying to correct them from that, reminding them that they're children of God. They're not slaves, they're children. Chapter 3. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Remember that show, Bewitched? Well, those bewitched? Yeah. Sorry, squirrel. Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law? Is that how the Spirit of God came to you? Through because of you, because you kept religious law, or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? You're saved by grace. Now you're trying to finish this work uh, in the Spirit by uh, by the flesh, by uh, the law. Have you experienced so much in vain? if it really was in vain. So again, I ask, does God give you the, his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham, your child, your child of God. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Yeah. So um, Paul's saying, look, go back to the beginning. Go back to Abraham. What justified Abraham? The, uh, the, uh, the, the, the original Jewish person. Faith. Faith justified him. He was justified by faith. Um, it was credited to him as righteousness. He believed God, and that was credited to him as righteousness. Verse 10, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. Yeah. It's faith that justifies, not adherence to religious law. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. Christ, verse 13, redeemed us. Thanks be to God. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. He took upon himself the wrath of God. He took upon himself the task of fulfilling all of the law. He took upon himself to receive the punishment for sin. He became cursed for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Yeah. 
you have the promise of the Holy Spirit. How do you know? How does God comfort us today? How do we experience comfort? How do we experience His presence? We experience His presence through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that was provided to us through Jesus, who took upon Himself the curse of the law, because the law could never make us righteous. Law, the law made us slaves, not children. So God took Jesus took upon Himself the law with all of its regulations and rules and requirements, and took upon himself those, those righteous requirements, laying his life down, absorbing the wrath of sin, the wrath of uh, God's wrath that was poured out on sin in our place, so that we now can have access to God the Father and can be filled with continually with the Holy Spirit so that in any moment, any second, we can have access to God. And comfort, because we are no longer slaves, we're children. Thanks be to God. Yeah, we are his children. He loves us. We have tattoos on his hand. Mark, let's go over to Mark. Mark chapter 6. Mark 6, 30 through 46. 6, 30 through 46. Man, yesterday we just, you know, yesterday the gospel, let's be honest, yesterday the gospel, it was just about chopping John's head off. Some of you are like, um, why did we, why did we just read that? That was weird. It's just the reading for the day. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you need to know that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your takeaway was. <laughs> but, but that's all we did. We read first part of Mark chapter six, which which was Herod getting John the Baptist's head chopped off. Which you know, it's like, what's my um, what's my takeaway? <laughs> faithfulness to God, man. Just be faithfulness to faithful to God, no matter what. Uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Remember, they had been sent out to preach. Um, then Jesus, uh, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. He's concerned. He wants to comfort them. He wants to, he wants to make sure they're okay. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Ugh, hate that. Trying to get away, and what happens? You, people pop up. <laughs> people pop up. Here Jesus and disciples trying to get away, and the crowd, they take off running, running on a foot, running, running on foot up ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion. Look at that. That's Jesus, man. That, that is not Terry Rowland. I, I'd have saw that crowd and be like, man, these people are on my nerves. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> but Jesus, Jesus had compassion on the people. You know it's true. You run away, you're trying to get some quiet and uh, trying to be by yourself, and people show up. You know the first thought is, oh, God bless them people. No, well, we, you know, we say bless their hearts, which really means, you know, you're an idiot. <laughs> someone, if someone says bless their heart, that really just means I think they're kind of kind of dumb. That's what it means. But Jesus had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Man, that's Jesus, his, his compassion on the crowds. 
By this time, it was late in the day, so the disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it is already very late. Send these people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Jesus is getting late. Dinner time's coming. Uh, you might want to go ahead and get these people packing because it's going to get late and they ain't going to have no food. And we ain't going to have no food. That's what they're thinking. And we ain't going to have no food, Lord. We're going to be, we're going to be hungry. And, and be honest with you, we already start, I mean, we're already starting to feel it a little bit, Lord. <laughs> but he answered, watch Jesus right here. Watch Jesus right here. You give them something to eat. Who? Me? What am I supposed to do? Venmo them? <laughs> yeah, Jesus said, hey, Venmo them. Venmo them. Venmo some, uh, some cash to these people so they can order dinner. Peter's like, I don't. I don't have to do Venmo. I don't have Apple Pay. No. Hmm. You give them something to eat. How are we supposed to do that? I wonder what we're supposed to give them something to eat. We starving our own selves. That they said to him, that would take more than half a year's wage. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? He's like, I don't know if you realize this, Lord, but there's a lot of people here. That's a lot of stomachs to fill. That's expensive. Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. When they found out, they said, we have five and two. Five and two fish. Five loaves of bread, two fish. That's all we got. You know they felt pretty defeated at that point. You got all those people there, you got, and all you got back was five little pieces of bread and two fish. When Jesus directed them to have the people uh, sit down in groups, on the grass. So they sat down in the groups of hundreds, hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks, he broke the loaves, and he gave it them to his disciples to distribute to the people. So they gave what they had to the big, big lesson here, right? You give what you have to Jesus and he multiplies it. He didn't, Jesus doesn't ask you for what you don't have. He asks you just to render to him what you do have. Well, God, I don't have. I'm not asking you what you don't have. I'm asking you what you do have. Come on. Some of you, that's all God wants from you, just what you have. Not what you don't have. Lord, I don't have as much as they have. I don't have as much as them. They have more than I do. He's not asking about them. He's not asking us about what you don't have. He's asking about what you do have. And are you willing to give to God what you do have? Yeah, but God, I mean, there's other people that have way. That's not what he's asking. Are you willing to give what you have? Would they have liked to have had more than five and two? Sure, that's not very much in, in light of the need. But they gave it to Jesus, and what did Jesus do? He, he gave thanks for it. We ought to be giving thanks for our food, people. Some of you, you know who you are. You need to be praying for your food, man. Give God thanks for your food. I mean, you don't have to be dogmatic and legalistic about it, like every time you eat a crumb, thank God for it. I mean, it's not a bad practice, I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, if you go grab a pickle out of the fridge, I mean, you ain't got to stop and have a five-hour prayer. <laughs> Some people crazy. Some people crazy. Like, oh, my, did you eat those chips without asking Jesus, did you, Jesus to bless it? Yeah, I did. I ate five chips without asking Jesus to bless it. I think Jesus is okay with it. I, I'm, on the, I'm on the palm of his hand. I'm not saying to be crazy about it. And I'm just not saying stare people down if they don't pray before they eat. What are you doing? You heathen. No, man. I'm just saying. As a follower of Jesus, we should give thanks for our food. We should. 
It's a way to remember, hey, everything is given to us by God. You ain't got to eat it like a big old, you know, Labrador retriever. Just ask God, thank you for this food. You don't have to do a five-hour prayer. Just a quick thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You can even ask him to take the calories out if you want. I do. I don't think he does, but, I mean, it's worth a shot. <laughs> but I'm at least going to give him thanks for it. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up the 12. They all ate and they were satisfied. I mean, that won't run by that. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was about 5,000. Wow. Immediately, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into a boat. It's like, Jesus, but we, we're all full. We need a nap. <laughs> you know, the disciples like, Jesus, we just ate all that bread and fish. You know how you feel after you eat about eight breadsticks? <laughs> you don't want to be doing nothing immediately <laughs> but taking a nap. <laughs> and Jesus immediately says, no, you boys, get up, get in the boat. <laughs> Jesus is like, well, what, man? I'm still digesting this breadstick. He made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after leaving them, he went up to the mountain to pray. Wow. Jesus wasn't done, man. He's going to spend some time in prayer. The disciples, they all bloated on, on bread. And he said, get up. Get up, boys. Go ahead. We're going, we're going to Bethsaida. Get in, go ahead and meet me there. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, man, I shouldn't eat all them breadsticks. <laughs> oh, man. Them breadsticks, just they're not agreeing with me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. <sighs> I told you, Peter, not to eat all those breadsticks. <laughs> I know, I know. Shame on me. <laughs> shame, shame on me. <laughs> uh, I feel like such a glutton. <laughs> I'll teach you. <laughs> Get you behind on to Bethesda. Bethesda. Oh, man. <laughs> but <laughs> there is a point to all this, guys. There is a point. The point is God's compassion and care, right? The thing that kind of the thread I see, maybe you see other threads, but the thread that I see through all of our readings today is God's care and compassion for people. He cares for people. He cares for us. Um, he doesn't want us to be slaves. We're children. He treats us as such. Um, he gives us his presence. And he sees our need, and he has compassion on us, and he has compassion on others. And uh, as his children, we, 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 on the first place, remember his compassion and love for us, but also we understand his love and compassion for others. Um, and we try to emulate that, that character, that heart. So, yeah. All right, you guys. Hey, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. We already read. Let's pray. Let's do it. Thanks for being on today. So glad to see all you guys on. Thanks for sharing this and spreading the word about it, getting more people reading the word. That's always a good thing. Let's pray, y'all. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and compassion. Um, thank you for your compassion towards us. Lord, thank you that you are children. we are your children. We are so grateful to be your children. We thank you that you never abandon us or forsake us. Um, you never leave us alone. Um, in this world, not all parents are great. But, Lord, we believe and we know that you are a great father. 
you never fail. You are always full of grace, full of compassion, full of love. We thank you for that. And so, God, we ask that as your children, we might uh, reflect the character of our Father, Lord, that we would be people of compassion, people of grace, people of kindness, people that extend grace and comfort to others. Lord, uh, use us today, maybe, to bring comfort to someone who needs it. Uh, as we receive comfort and presence and peace from you, Lord, help us to also now extend that to others as we go out to this day, this evening. Um, help us to spread that love and grace to others. Lord, I thank you for my friends. I pray you bless them and encourage them today. May you uh, pour out your kindness upon them in beautiful and uh, majestic ways. We love you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for being on. Thank you guys for spending some time in the Word. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your feedback. Uh, thank you for subscribing to this and all of those things. If you ever want to give me some feedback or talk to me, share with something that God's doing in your life um, related to the podcast or anything else, you can always reach out to me at Bible Study Podcast 2020. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study 2020. Bible Study Podcast. What did I just say? Bible, Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, you guys. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.